0: Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we got the usual numbers to talk about as we get ready for F9 to be released domestically, a movie delay, and more. Let's start with the numbers. Opening in first place is The Hitman's Wife Bodyguard with 11.6 million for a total of 17 million. As to why you might be asking why there's a difference. Uh, when it just released, well, it was released on Wednesday, I believe, so the 17 million is its five-day numbers. Moving to second place is A Quiet Place Part 2 with 9.4 million for a total of 125.2 million. In third place is Peter Rabbit 2 with 6.1 million for a total of 20.3 million. In fourth place is The Conjuring, The Double Made Me Do It with 5.1 million for a total of 53.6 million. And in 5th place is Cruella with 5.1 million, for a total of 64.7 million. If you are wondering where In the Heights is, well, it went from 2nd to 6th place this weekend, only making 4.2 million. It's not having good legs at all. As for the hitman's wife's bodyguard, it did okay. Nothing amazing, but not as terrible as In the Heights. Now, looking in hindsight, it should have been released the weekend before, going against In the Heights, to give it two weeks before F9 came out. The quiet place part 2 still continues to hold pretty well and I thought Peter Rabbit did decent as well but apparently Sony did not think so we'll get to that in a few minutes as for f9 this coming weekend it's expected to open between 55 to 60 million which would be decent considering word of mouth in the countries it has released in so far is not great if it can open to that it should be able to hit 110 million maybe even 125 million also it has taken almost three full months to Godzilla vs Kong has finally passed 100 million domestically. That makes it the second movie domestically to pass 100 million since the pandemic started. Got another quiet weekend at the Chinese box office with Drama on Your Mark opening in first place with 8.8 million. In second place was Man in Love with 6.1 million. Third place was Peter Rabbit 2: The Runaway with 3.8 million for a total of 17.2 million. Fourth place was Island Keeper, opening with 3 million. Finally, in fifth place was Cruella with 2.7 million for a total of 17.2 million. So, yeah, another quiet weekend at the box office. Island Keeper is apparently one of those uh, movies for the 100th anniversary of the Communist Party. Coming out a little earlier than when the rest come out in July, but coming out early seems to not have given them any advantage at all. Opening in fourth place. For China, we still wait for the Chinese movies celebrating the anniversary, and then after that, a return to blockbusters from both Hollywood and China. Looking at worldwide numbers, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard made 7.8 million internationally for a worldwide opening of 24.8 million. F9 is now at 292 million worldwide. Quiet Place Part 2 has passed 200 million worldwide, with it now at 222 million. Conjuring the Devil made me do it is at 142.8 million worldwide, and Cruella is working its way to 200 million, with it at 160 million. Both Wrath of Man and Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway are close to hitting 100 million, both at 95.1 million and 90.8 million, respectively. I would say overall, the numbers worldwide are looking more and more solid as theaters around the world continue to reopen. Obviously, nothing huge yet, and we won't get that until Black Widow. But we are still seeing more and more movies working their way to two to three hundred million worldwide. Now let's move to news from Hollywood. I mentioned Sony earlier, and it looks like they are not happy with the results so far from Peter Rabbit 2. The first one finished just over three hundred and fifty million worldwide, and now the sequel is only just getting to a hundred million. Now, yes, obviously there is the pandemic, but personally, I think part of the lower gross is, for most countries, it was released a few months after Easter. It's now. Early summer, and just coming out in America, China, and the UK. Most people would not really care about it at this point. Anyway, we know they are unhappy with the results because they are pushing back their next family movie, Hotel Transylvania Transformia. Set to come out a month from now, it will now come out October 1st, and in a risky move, will now open up directly against the Adams Family 2. So two animated family horror movies coming out the same weekend. That is a risky play for Sony because they are hoping that being the bigger franchise would help them overtake the Adams family. Not sure why they didn't. Uh, they're not planning to release it closer to Halloween to get away from them. But hey, if it underperforms, we know. Well, we know why now. Taking a look at Paramount, they have finally given more information about their next Transformers movie, now called Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. It will star Bumblebee as well as bringing back Optimus Prime as a main character. As for the humans, we have Anthony Ramos and Dominic Fishback leading. Steve Capowla is directing, and you would know him, as the director for Creed 2. The film is still set for a release in June 2022, assuming this is good and that is a big assumption. This does have a chance, I think, to get closer to what Transformers used to make at the box office. While I have not watched it, I have heard there is a lot of love for Beast Wars, so for fans of the series, to see that in live action we will get them excited. And if the movie is good overall, you can get the casual movie watchers to come back. Paramount might have a big hit on their hands here. Also, for Paramount, they are starting to push their big movie for the summer, and that is Snake Eyes. They dropped some new posters and a new trailer, and now having seen a prop trailer for it, it looks good. This is one of the movies I'm actually looking forward to over the next few months. Moving over to Disney, Harrison Ford suffered a shoulder injury while practicing for a fight scene for Indiana Jones 5. Deadline is saying that filming has not halted, but instead director James Mangold will film around the injury, giving Ford time to heal. Right now there is no word on the delaying the release of the movie. Hopefully it was nothing too serious, and he has a speedy recovery. Next up for Disney is they have casted their Snow White, and it is sure to make people unhappy. Well, some people. Playing the title role in the live-action remake will be Rachel Zelger, who will have her debut performance in the remake of West Side Story coming out in December. Besides that, we know the movie will be directed by Mark Webb. Uh, Filming will start sometime in 2022. Now, obviously, there are going to be people who are upset because she is Latina and not white, and the animated character is white. Personally, I don't care. She is a good singer, which is needed. I would assume she can act well with Disney executives already seeing parts of West Side Story, so I assume they are all good with that. And look, for these live-action Disney remakes, let's get weird with it. Yes, the safest option is a one-to-one remake, but you have a chance to do something different with these remakes. Why not go for it? Make it its own style in a way. As for when it comes out, my personal guess right now is fall 2023. It doesn't feel like a big summer movie, Snow White. So also we still need to release The Little Mermaid, which they're currently filming. So I'm thinking fall 2023. And we got another movie in the works for Disney. They have a new movie in the works with uh, based on one of their most famous rides, The Tower of Terror. Collider has the exclusive on this, and Scarlett Johansson is looking to star in and produce the film. Apparently, the screenplay is being written by Josh Cooley, and Disney is looking for a director. You would know Josh Cooley as the director of Toy Story 4. Now, this ride as a film, I think, could work. It does need to be a bit more on the scary side of a movie, maybe a hard PG-13, because again, it's a scary ride. That's what people expect. They expect that uh, the scares, the thrills when they go on the ride. You need to get that in the film. If Disney's willing to do that, then I think it can work. A few weeks ago, I talked about Arclight going out of business, and we now have an idea of who was buying at least one of its theaters, and that is Regal. While not directly buying it from them, the company did sign a lease with the mall landlord to take over that spot. Along with that, deadliners reporting that they'll be spending $10 million in upgrades and renovations before reopening it. AMC has also been looking at some of the theaters, with the company being close to buying the leases for the theater at The Grove and one in Glendale. While well, it is said that Arclight did go out of business, there is some good news in that these theaters are not going to waste our ending up like another restaurant or clothing store, but still be a theater people can go to. <music> Only one got one quick story for VOD Premium this week, and that is NBC Universal and Amazon reached an agreement, and Peacock will be available on the Fire TV and tablets later this week. I didn't even know they were still not available on the platform, and I take it on. NBC Universal side that they pushed to get this done as soon as possible, and maybe even made concessions for it. Save the Boss Baby sequel and the Olympics, July is a big, big month for Peacock, and the company is hoping they can not only get a lot of people to sign up for the first time and use the service, but maybe even convert some of them to paying customers. I will keep an eye out in August after the Olympics if the company starts boasting about new sign-ups, and if the revenue generates has gotten bigger. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts question for the episode is do you like the idea of a tower of terror movie let me know on facebook link to the pages in the show notes thank you for listening see you next time